And I'm happy we're starting to get some of our swagger back, okay? But some of you have some crazy expectations for Mario Cristobal's first year. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host of Locked On Canes, University of Miami alum, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including post-game and pre-game on the Miami Hurricanes radio network. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen each and every day. We're available free wherever you get your pods, and we are also available free on YouTube. Channel is growing so fast every single day, and I can't thank you guys enough for it. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, guys, there is no doubt that the pressure is going to build on Mario Cristobal over the course of, I would say, his first three years at Miami when you have. Big money boosters now helping this program. Miami's been way behind on that for the past 20 years or so. They had allowed college football to pass them by. They're catching up, right? Mario Cristobal says now they want to create their own advantages. You've got now so much more aggression from the administration, and you also just recently hired the athletic director from Clemson, who's been very athletic when it comes to football, or very aggressive when it comes to football in recent years. So Miami wants to be a big boy program again. So, yeah, if you have a coach who underachieves, they're going to try to find someone who won't, okay? Also, you know, even before these new standards had been set, coaching Miami was a tough job even when there wasn't as much money or pressure in recent years, right? Because even if you argue that they fired a guy like Al Golden probably a year too late or Never should have hired him in the first place, if we're being honest. Uh, eventually, even in the older days, mediocrity is going to catch up with you. It caught up to people like Al Golden, Manny Diaz, Randy Shannon. It caught up to Larry Coker, even after he did win a championship his first year as head coach. So this episode, it's inspired by some of the YouTube comments that we got yesterday when we were talking about just how fast... Mario Cristobal can make Miami an elite program again if things go his way. There's obviously no guarantee he does make Miami elite again, but you look at his track record in recruiting, you look at all the resources being put into Miami football, how, how aggressive the athletic department has become, the standard is going to be Miami wants to compete for championships, not coastal championships, not ACC championships. They want those, of course, but they want to compete for national titles. So that is the standard being set, okay? Um, for 2022, my standard for this coming year, right, when you talk about how long it's going to take, how much you, you should expect the first year, in 2022, I'm just trying to win the Coastal, if there is still a Coastal. We'll talk more about realignment later. I'm hoping to get to 10 wins, including a bowl win. I'm not expecting to win the ACC in year one. I'm expecting to get to the ACC championship game, and I'm certainly not expecting to be a college football playoff team year one. Maybe in year two, we can see Miami talking about actually winning the ACC, uh, getting into the mix at least for top four um, 
college football playoff. I think year three is when you can hopefully start to expect that sort of thing. So that's my standard. I look at the first year. I'll talk about what we expect from that first year, but I was a little bit surprised in our YouTube comments and a couple of people on Twitter as well. Several people were saying in the comment section yesterday that if Cristobal doesn't win 10 games in his first year, that it's a failure. They weren't saying they'd be calling for his job after one year. At least I hope not, right? Uh, but a couple of people brought up the fact that Cristobal is getting paid $8 million a season, which is the reported number. Miami doesn't have to disclose it because it's a private institution, but we think he's making about $8 million per season. That makes him the ninth highest paid coach in college football, by far the highest paid in Miami history. He's making like double what Mark Richt was getting paid, and that seemed like a lot at the time. Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth when I say this because I did predict a 10-win season in 2022. But if Miami does, let's all breathe here, okay? Breathe in, breathe out. If Miami does fall a win or two short of 10 wins in the first year here, I will be disappointed, yes, but I will also be patient. This to me, and I don't, I don't want anyone to say, bro, Loser talk. This is Miami. Five national championships should really have seven or eight national championships. We set the standard. We don't we don't stand for mediocrity. I don't want to hear any of that when my beloved football program has been borderline irrelevant to irrelevant for 20 years. You can't just expect to blink and it's 2001 again. So I don't want to hear that. Oh, Dono, oh, he's setting the standards too low. This is loser talk. This to me. And there will eventually be pressure on Cristobal, a lot of it, okay? But this, to me, is about a three-year rebuild, and you might face some growing pains. Let's not forget. Let's talk about the previous coach and the previous AD. The previous coach, Manny Diaz, handed you a seven-win team. That's what they were last year. Some poor habits when it comes to practicing and work ethic. They're trying to build more toughness and build more work ethic now because the carryover players lacked a lot of that. And during the Manny Diaz regime, he normalized losing games like Louisiana Tech, who shut you out in a bowl game. FIU beat Miami a few years ago. Duke has beaten Miami under Manny Diaz. The previous athletic director, Blake James, failed to set high standards. Now, I'm sure he would tell you he didn't have the sort of alignment from the president's office. He failed to set the high standards, and really didn't set the culture in any position to be great when it comes to athletics. Whereas now Mario Cristobal, Dan Radakovich, the athletic director, they're basically doing reconstructive surgery on the entire athletic department. And I know Cristobal only coaches one sport, and that's football, but football carries everything, right? And they're now doing this as if Football success, big money through the football program is going to trickle down to everything else. And that's probably the way that it's going to go. Basketball is also big, but not nearly as big as football and especially not in Miami. So Cristobal and Radakovich are doing reconstructive surgery on this entire athletic department. Like they basically just took a wrecking ball to it and now they're rebuilding it. Okay. I think it's going to take more than one year to bring football back to the old standards. And I think anyone who thinks that's a ridiculous thing to say is insane. You are insane if you don't think that's a reasonable thing to say. You know, in the past few years, whenever Hurricanes football faced really good teams, okay, I'm not talking about your ACC coastal schedule. 
Whenever Miami faced really good teams in recent years, there was a big gap. And the big part of that gap was depth, right? You saw last year how far away they are from Alabama. A couple of years ago, you saw how far away they are from Clemson, right? You know, a few years ago, they had uh, LSU to open up a season and they got humbled in that game. It takes more than one year to build that sort of depth, even when you start to use the transfer portal as a cheat code. Miami's doing some of that, filling in some holes, but real depth comes through organic recruiting, not from the transfer portal. Now, if Miami, first year under Mario, if he can do what he did at Oregon, I will be thrilled. When he took over for Willie Taggart as head coach, they went from seven and five to 10 and four from one year to the next. Um, you know, he was with Taggart in what was it, 2017, I think was the one Taggart year. He was with Taggart that year under Taggart, and they went from four wins to seven wins. And then when Cristobal took over, they went from seven wins to 10 wins. So, yeah, if, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect a couple few games of improvement, but let's not go crazy if Miami doesn't get that this year. Uh, and you know, listen, what Mario was able to do at Oregon, Pac-12, very different, of course, from the ACC, completely different landscape. But that's one of the reasons why I do think Miami can win 10 games this year and why I picked them to win 10 games. Um, so a couple of people that reached out to us who are reasonable and not you know ridiculous, Bill tweeted to us at Locked on Canes. Unfortunately, expectations are going to be way too high, he said. Miami fans can't understand that we have been a seven-win program for almost 20 years, and that is not going to change in a year or two. Best case scenario is it will be a Dabo Sweeney-like situation, and we can be, quote-unquote, pretty good in three to four years. Now, I he probably did it on purpose, but I think the, the Sweeney comparison, and I hope we get it a little quicker than that, right? But the Sweeney comparison is interesting because, you know, we've got the athletic director who worked over Dabo Sweeney now working in Miami. Coke Dog said in our YouTube comments, says, being realistic, I see us going nine and three in the regular season, he said, and getting a rematch with Clemson in the ACC championship game. That's about where I am. You know, I kind of got it the same way. I said... Um, maybe 10 and two or nine and three, because I haven't really decided if I think the 10th win is going to come regular season or from the bowl game, but I see it pretty similar to Coke dog that you get to the ACC championship game and you're probably not. And I know Clemson had a down year last year, but they should be back uh, for the most part this season. Uh, they're the odds on favorite to win the ACC. So I, I, I would like to get to that championship game and face them there. Um, VLKV tweeted to us, I feel like they're bound to chalk up three L's because of the PTSD from 20 years of Choker, Shannon, Folden, and Miaz, he said. I'm good with coastal and competitive games with limited mistakes and solid tackling, but I also expect them to light up some teams and come alive at different moments. Yeah, those people are reasonable. The people who talk about, oh, this guy's making $8 million. you got to win 10 games or it's a bust. Just hold off on that at least until the second year, right? And again, to give these people the benefit of the doubt, I didn't see anybody like directly say, oh, we've got to like fire this guy if he can't win 10 games the first year. So there's a certain amount of patience there, but you can't just expect with just how far back this program has been set for two decades, you can't expect us to go zero to 60 that quickly. If it takes an extra year or even two years, 
you have to live with that and be patient with that. And yeah, with all the money coming in and everything they want to do with facilities and talking about potentially building their own stadium in the near future, it's going to create more pressure for Mario Cristobal or whoever else in the coming years is coaching Miami football. It's going to create more pressure, but I don't believe that pressure is going to truly set in until you allow him to bring in a few recruiting cycles and kind of get things started. When we come back, we've got a little bit of a U-turn here. I'm surprised at who you guys want the third fixed opponent to be if we get these ACC changes. If we get these ACC changes where you play five rotating opponents from the conference every year, but you have three fixed opponents every year, I'm surprised by what some of you feel is a team that Miami should face every single season. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Uh, I'm kind of starting to dig that 30 to 1 Tyler Van Dyke for the Heisman. Throw a few bucks on that, my friends. You could do worse. And we will reveal later on in the show Miami's odds to win the ACC. That's something you can get at betonline.net as well. We're going to talk about it. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On NBA Big Board, hosted uh, by Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter. He's joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Tulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards. We love those big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, I asked you guys, we got into this discussion a little bit on Wednesday's show, and I put it out on our Twitter handle, Locked on Canes. If the ACC goes through their proposed realignment for football, which I like it because the whole Atlantic Coastal Division thing, it's just, it, it's pointless. You, you don't have to have two separate divisions to crown an ACC champion. Like you have rotating schedules. The top two teams with the best records in the conference, they play each other for the ACC championship game. Like that way, you're not going to have a situation where, because listen, there have been plenty of times when the three best teams in the conference are all in the Atlantic division and they have to play some chump from the coastal, right? It just doesn't make, let the best two teams duke it out in the ACC championship game. And it sounds like most of the athletic directors in the conference are behind this idea to move away from the two-division format just to have one conference. Uh, and the way that they're talking about it is, you know, you got five opponents that will rotate every year, and then you've got three opponents trying to preserve rivalries that you'll play every single season. And so I asked you guys, let me pull up some of your response. And we got a ton of responses on this. This is, honestly, this might be the first time we can't read all of your tweets, because if I read all of your tweets on this, we're going to be here all day, okay? Um, you know, I asked you guys that, um, which three permanent ACC opponents do you want for Miami and why? Uh, Kanes wrote to us, he wants Georgia Tech. Ryan Reck says, and when he says he wants Georgia Tech, I think we're assuming 
Florida State and Virginia Tech are the first two because th- those are obvious. Florida State's a no-brainer. Um, Virginia Tech has been a nice rivalry for Miami going back to the Big East days. Keep them on there. And then the third team is the one in question. So Kane says Georgia Tech. Ryan Rex says Florida State, Virginia Tech, and Georgia Tech. Rodney King says Georgia Tech for selfish reasons because I live outside of Atlanta and my brother is a Georgia Tech alumnus. VIX says he wants Boston College. We got a few of those because Boston College, you know, Boston College and Pittsburgh get a little bit of love because of the former Big East thing that those are teams Miami faced a lot back in those days. Uh, Hunter Mayer says UNC. Now, UNC was my pick. When we brought this up yesterday, it might just be the recency bias of UNC's had Miami's number, and I can't fully explain why, but I despise Mac Brown. I, I want to start handing him L's. They've been handing us the L's in recent years, but I don't. I, I just I would love to kick the butts of the Tar Heels every year if we can get them on the schedule. So that might be recency bias from me. Uh, Papa Bear says Boston College. Um, Jimbo said. Uh, he wants to see the Canes play in Atlanta because he lives there. A lot of people were saying stuff like that. Uh, don't buy Bluth says, is that a, uh, it's gotta be an arrested development reference, right? There's always money in the banana stand. He says, ideally Notre Dame, if they ever joined now, I didn't have Notre Dame in the equation because in football, they're not a real member. So we can cross that bridge when we get to it. Cause yeah, old school Miami fan. I would love to play Notre Dame every year, but I'm just, I'm not considering them an option right now. He says, otherwise, and I think he brings up a good point here, and a couple of people brought this up. Otherwise, Georgia Tech, he says, for proximity, and we've had some decent games against them over the years. Um, Oh, actually, that wasn't the comment I was thinking of. We'll get to that. He says, well, BC makes sense. I don't want our guys traveling all the way to Boston every other year for a November trap game. But so he did bring up geography, which is a good point, because this is someplace every two years you got to travel there. You know, Atlanta, Georgia is a lot closer to Miami than Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, TM says Duke, of course, guaranteed win every year. Uh, Big Man says Florida State, Virginia Tech and UNC. Um, I got to skip over a couple of these. So if I didn't if I didn't read your comment, I apologize because you so we got flooded. OK, this is the one that I really like. And he wasn't the only one to say this, but uh, all teams Miami on Twitter said Georgia Tech greatly helps recruiting in that state he says and proximity leads to natural cross-state rival uh no doubt in my mind it's georgia tech virginia tech and fs who <laughs> so honestly that i hadn't even considered that because i you know a lot of people were saying georgia tech because it's nearby uh, a handful of you and and god bless you if you you watch us and listen to us from georgia thank you for listening you know over outside of the florida state lines we love you all uh, so a lot of people were saying Georgia Tech is close to where they live. But I, I thought ATM, all teams, Miami made a great point that Georgia, very rich recruiting ground. And, you know, to have that game every year to play in their state every two years, it could help recruiting there. So that does make sense. I had uh, somebody has some real balls, said Clemson. And then I responded, of course, in typical cocky Miami fan fashion. Clemson's too afraid to play us every year, man. Uh, but this one and and uh, okay, so one of one of our pals, uh, Alan, who runs the Canes Warning Twitter account, which is a really good uh, Miami news website, 
Um, I didn't realize this, and I guess kudos to 24-7 for this because he cites 24-7. He says, at 247 Sports reported that Clemson is likely. If that happens, Miami ain't playing around. Like, can you imagine if um, – because I'm assuming at some point Florida State's going to be good again. And, man, see see what I just did there? My comments are going to get flooded – by Florida State fans who say, hey, we beat your asses last year. We beat you. They did beat us last year. Your program also tends to miss out on bowl eligibility in recent years more than they qualify for bowl games. So you did beat Miami last year, yes. What I'm saying is at some point, and this is a compliment to you guys, to the FS Who fans, at some point I think you guys are going to be really good again, like really good again. Miami is going to be really good again, I think, even sooner than Florida State will be. So can you imagine if every single season it's going to like the closest thing we could get to SEC in the ACC would be if Florida State, Clemson are permanent opponents on our schedule every single year. Like, I would honestly be surprised if it played out that way. But if 24-7 sports is saying that Clemson is the likely one, I just, who am I to doubt that? That would be very, very interesting. Uh, Ken Helm says, would rather it be Boston College or Syracuse? That Miami versus New York sports thing is still pretty strong here in South Florida. Even a Miami versus Boston sports thing would make sense too. Lots of New Englanders down in the 305 or 954. Uh, he's spitting facts there, but at the same time, I still, a lot of people brought up a point about the travel. The travel does wear on you, um, you know, and I know these guys can make NIL money now, but these are still amateur athletes. Like that's a lot of traveling if you got to go up to Boston or Syracuse, and for them as well, coming down to Miami, you know, alternating years, that is a lot. So I don't know. I think uh, the majority of people who responded said Georgia Tech, and they they made some good points when you're talking about recruiting the state of Georgia and the geographic proximity. That's not a bad shout. That isn't a bad shout whatsoever. But if it does end up being Clemson every year, giddy up. Cocky Canes fan is back. Let's freaking go. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we got odds here. The odds have come out. Who's going to win the ACC this coming season? And of course, I encourage you to check this out with our partners, betonline.net, because they have your hookup. Clemson is the runaway favorite to win the ACC at minus 150. So Vegas, the odds makers, the analysts, they think Clemson is going to bounce right back from last year. And, you know, DJ Lele is also in that Heisman odds mix as well. He's right around the area that Tyler Van Dyke is in. But Clemson is the runaway favorite, minus 150. Um, you know, I don't see a whole lot of value there at that number when it's Clemson versus the field. But, you know, if you're really confident Clemson's going to win the ACC, minus 150 is not that bad. You know who has the second best odds to win the Atlantic Coast Conference? Arcanes do. Miami Hurricanes, plus 700. Honestly, that's some value. Now, again, I don't. I think this is a year too soon. I'm not expecting Miami to win the conference this year, but sometimes you look at these odds and they're like lottery tickets, right? When you've got 30 to 1 odds on Tyler Van Dyke for the Heisman, 7 to 1 odds on, uh, on Miami for the ACC championship, sometimes you sprinkle a little money on that and see what happens. That's good value. I would take a flyer on that. 
I also think there's good value on Pittsburgh, right? Because they've already shown you that, hey, it's not too crazy to think they can win an ACC championship. They're at plus 950, so they're right behind Miami. I think that's good value on Pitt as well. NC State then at plus 1,100. UNC plus 1,200. Wake Forest at plus 2,000 odds. So those are the uh, the top uh, six in terms of ACC betting favorites. I got to close up with this. Um, so, you know, I mentioned I don't really like North Carolina very much because they, they've handed Miami some embarrassing football L's over the years. I'm not a big Mac Brown fan. North Carolina, I know that they just lost their quarterback from last year to the National Football League. He's now a Washington commander. Based on what I just read this morning, North Carolina might be better off without Sam Howell. <laughs> Have you guys seen this? Uh, this is from a, a Washington Commanders uh, reporter. Commanders rookie quarterback Sam Howell says he only eats chicken. He's never tried a burger or a steak, and he won't eat seafood. He orders chicken tenders at steakhouses. That's like off the kids' menu. Like, I, at what steak? I've never been to a steakhouse that had chicken tenders on the menu, unless he's like asking them for the children's menu. It's, it's so bizarre. He orders chicken tenders at steakhouses, and he brings his own chicken tenders to team dinners. Sam Howell is a grown man, and he's got the exact same diet as my four-year-old son. <laughs> and so they their expected QB1 is going to be Drake May, uh, UNC. I'm going to assume this guy at least eats a steak. So uh, North Carolina, to me, is probably better. Honestly, if, if I were a team in the draft, like an NFL team, and I was looking at Sam Howell, that's a red flag to me. Only eats chicken tenders orders them at steakhouses, brings his own tenders to team meetings. That is just absolutely bizarre behavior. Uh, I want to thank everybody who tunes in each and every day. And guys, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, make sure you smash that like button, hit that thumbs up and subscribe. Please, we're growing so fast. If you haven't subscribed already to Locked on Canes on YouTube, please do it. And also keep in mind, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can listen to us and the audio option. Uh, we've had the audio pod. It's been going for longer. We just launched the YouTube last week. The audio has been going for almost two months now. Uh, the audio option is great because you can listen to us in the car. Listen to us when you're taking a jog with the headphones. It's really convenient. So make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey, Locked on Canes. We are everywhere on basically every platform where you can listen to or watch we are there, my friends, and tomorrow's episode is going to be really good. We're going to talk about all things recruiting with John Garcia Jr. from Sports Illustrated. He's the director of football recruiting for SI. So uh, if you guys have any, any prospects you're looking at, any class of 2023 players, even 2024, because there's some recruiting buzz for a five-star potentially to Miami, or if you have any transfer portal questions about specific players, Hit us up on Twitter. You see my personal account uh, here. Uh, for those listening, it's at Alex Dono. Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. And our show account is at Locked on Canes. So if you have questions about any prospects you want us to discuss with John Garcia Jr., let us know. You can let us know in the YouTube comments as well. 
Uh, so thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On ACC. Get all of your daily ACC news in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts.